one of the best feelings in the world is visiting the job market, but not as an employee, as an employer. Oh, just thinking about putting up that ad that says we are hiring feels good, doesn't it? But how do you know when it's the right time to hire help? And what strategies should you adopt to ensure that you're picking the right people? Well, answers to these and many more as the CEO of the Tony Elumelu Foundation, Mrs. Paminda Veer, speaks with two incredible entrepreneurs on today's episode of the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories. Welcome to the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories on entrepreneurship in Africa. I'm the founder of Mama Money. Mama Money is a fintech social enterprise that empowers poor women in rural and urban slum communities. We help these women, we empower these women with skills, vocational financial skills, and also provide microcredits for them. Also, our web platform www.mamamoney.org enables consciously, um, socially conscious individuals to invest in these poor women by lending to them. Fantastic. So, so we're going to hear more about how you built the, the team around you to support you in, 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 in managing this business. Um, Nosa, can you tell us about your business? Um, well, I run Eat Drink Lagos with, uh, with my partner. And Eat Drink Lagos is first and, and first on one hand, it's a food website or it's about the dining culture in Lagos. So it's just, we try and curate the culture of food in Lagos and that's expanded into events like the festival, like the once a year festival and expanded to, we have like a little bot, it's like a restaurant recommender bot, which is an extension of the original edriclagos.com website. Fantastic. How have you gone about identifying the right teams and, and building the right people around you to run this business? So, I mean, initially it started with just both of us. And as the need arose, that's where we started adding people. So the first festival was just both of us that handled the planning and okay. the resourcing. Then we have a third person that helps with project management, so like vendor engagement and sorting out. But we handle all like the rentals, I handle what's it called, or my partner handles like the business development and all that. Then on the day we get like volunteers for like social media, but it's never really a full-time thing. I think where we really gotten more help is with the bots. Tell our audience what oh, yes. the chatbot is. So chatbot is, is like uh, artificial intelligence. So it's like you talk to it and or you tell it that you want to go get dinner or get lunch. It asks you where you are ask you what your budget is, ask you how many of you are in total. Like and how it many, prepares the food for you. And it doesn't prepare, but it gives you, no. it gives you like a list of options within okay. that range, which, and based on the number of people you've selected. So that required more like technical help. So we have like a, we have a front end developer at the back end. Like we are basically three developers in total. So how many people does EDL employ in total? In terms of like full-time staff, yeah. maybe just one. So it's like the are engagements or the people we work with are based on the type of project. So if it's for like the festival, it's once it's festival season, then we, like we get that third hand. 
that we need. Um, I'm just, I find it fascinating that you attract, as you said, 10,000 people to a food festival, and food is very um, labor-intensive. But at the heart of the organization, there's, you can, there's one or two people. Is there a reason why you've, you've made the decision to keep it small and tight? So if from the get-go, there's a limited amount of cash or cash flow you have to burn through. So you have to be very careful in terms of what are the things that you can do and what are the things you can't do. So if there are things that you can do, you do them. And the things you can do, that's where you need someone with that expertise to come in. So like I mentioned, we launched a chatbot in January. And as far as building programs and working artificial intelligence, that's not a capability that we have in-house. So that's where we get someone outside and that's where we expand the team that way. So the person, the way I see it, it's not, you should only, you only expand as your need arises. So as you get bigger, you have more needs and that's where, and that's how you expand. So for now, for as far as legal, we have like a law firm on retainer. There's no, because of that, that's, that's an outside capability we don't have inside so it's good for us to keep them on retainer but when we get to the stage where we need an actual in-house counsel then that's where we expand and say we need to hire somebody to come in so i feel like expansion and hiring and building your team is based on the need your team has at that point in time not what you think your team will need in future this year we hired like a social media person to handle all our social media platforms and that was just an experiment to see because Again, while it's, there's the part of the whole strategy thing, because there's sometimes where you feel it's something I can do, I shouldn't hire someone. But there's also sometimes hiring someone frees you up to do other things. So this year was the first year we experimented with hiring someone third, third party to do like social media. And that's gone really well so far. So next year we're thinking of if we want to like grow and we want to go into like new cities and more, you need to get more writers to work on the blog and you need to get like full-time staff so they can work on the festival year round. So it's not your planning, you only get into festival mode three months before it starts, then it can be a whole 12 month thing and the success of the festival and things you can bring and activate at the festival, they're on a different level. And Kim, you've heard, yeah, you have an extraordinary business, yeah. Mama Money is a, the most amazing business model, yeah. Thank you. Listening to Nonzo, he talked about strategy, he talked about a plan, he talked about expanding and growing at a controlled pace, particularly in terms of burn, burning your um, cash around, you know, employing people, yeah, or employing people prematurely or not in, employing enough staff and where you yourself get burnt out. Can you share with us your own story about how you've gone about identifying the right kind of workforce at the right time for oh, Mama Money? Okay, for me, I started as in, would I say, one-man business. So while doing Mama Money and inviting um, women for trainings, a lady attended our training and she really loved what I was doing. So she later walked up to me to say, I love what you are doing, can I work with you? She was not going to collect any money. So I said, okay, if for now we don't have money to pay you, but as time goes on, if we start generating any income, we'll start paying you. So that's how she joined the team. So myself and um, now we call her the team lead, I'm the founder. 
So that's how we started Mama Mori. So she's become a full-time staff yes, now. Yes, she's become Fantastic. a full-time staff. What were their qualities? What was it that led you to say, yes, you know, I'm going to employ you full-time? Okay, she's someone, she, she, she's empathic. She was passionate about empowering women just like I was. She just wanted to, to impact women in our communities. So she just wanted a change in the communities. And um, she's very humble. Even if I'm not paying her money, if I tell her, okay, this is what we need to do, she would do it. She would not say, okay, you're not paying me money. Or if I tell her, okay, we need to go to this community in two days' time, she would come and will go to that community. She would not say, you're not paying me money, I can't go. She would not make excuses, mm -hmm. she would not tell lies. So those qualities I saw in her, I said, okay, mm -hmm. you can come on board. So that's how we started them working. So for us, we work with our women. We make them, would I say, part of mama money. Because when we lend women money, when we go into these communities, we group the women in tens. So they have a leader. So the leader collects the money from the women every week. So we don't really need to go to that community. So the woman knows that this is Mama Money's account number with UBA. She needs to go pay it on Thursday afternoon. So the woman goes there. So where we need to call her is when we don't when we check her bank account, the money is not there. So we give her a call to say, um, Mrs. Alioha, why is your group's money not here? So grouping those women, we did not really need to employ a lot of staff to go and start monitoring them and everything. And since we go into their community... So you're using the women to monitor yes, themselves? Yes, yes. So we're using the That's women true. to monitor yeah. themselves. So we don't really need to employ um, staff. So for things that we cannot do in at Mama Money, like building the um, tech platform, we have to outsource. When we need to do accounting, we are doing auditing for Mama Money, we outsource accounting to an accounting firm. So that's what we have been doing at Mama Money. So we also have three other people, let's say, for women in the communities, they go pay themselves. But we have some women in the marketplace that are selling super items and they cannot leave their markets, their, their, their shop, their stores. So for those kind of women, we have people that go there to collect Brilliant. the money from Brilliant. them and, and pay. What were some of the benefits that you took away from being um, part of the Doninulu Foundation Entrepreneurship Program? You know, and how have they impacted on the business? Government? Yeah, so I was in 2015 batch and I'd say the biggest thing I took out was structuring the business as far as where you want when I where I wanted to be long term. So in terms of building the team, so just so there's certain things that you, if I know that we'll need in the near future, but we don't need it now. So that structure is already there. So in terms of even building like the culture of the company, it gives helps you shape the type of people you hire. Because the, the first set of people you hire, they determine the culture of your company going forward. So the program helped me set out the structure, helped me set out the type of like characters I want to bring on board and that kind of thing. Fantastic. I mean, that's just so good to hear. And everybody listening should keep an eye on this guy's business. What about Mama Money? <laughs> For me, I've had a lot of experiences. Getting a mentor 
for me was very, very, very big because my mentor, I'm saying, I, I always say that she is the best mentor on the platform, on the mentoring platform, because she helped me um, remodel our business model. Because when we first started, um, we were just giving out money, but through her guidance, we were able to leverage more on technology to come up with the fintech platform. Another thing she helped us to do was that we have, because one of the major reasons why most people don't want to invest in poor women is that they have high um, risk um, repayment. Mm -hmm. So she helped us to, she advised me on what to do and I was able to come up with a business toolkit that these women use to help them track their expense, their sales, so that they're able to repay back the loans that we give to them. And um, a whole lot of things, like for, for my platform, mamamoney.org, you are a lender on the platform. Mr. Tony Lumelu is the yeah. lender on the platform. And the investment is paying off. It's yes, doing really yes, well. Yes, so I've gotten a whole... Anywhere I go to, immediately I tell them that I'm a TEF entrepreneur. They open the door for me. All the other fellowships that I've gotten, I just um, came back from the U.S. from um, Mandela Washington Fellowship. So the the U.S. government um, chose um, hundred outstanding Nigerians, change makers, doing taking initiative to drive change in their community. So I was one of the um, people that was selected in Nigeria, and I was sent to one of the topmost business schools in America, that Northwestern University for six weeks where I got to pitch and I came third place and one another, I want some grant from there. So so for me, the, the, the experience has been awesome. So right now, the next stage for Mama Money is we are trying to get um, a microfinance license. And my mentor, she's the one spearheading uh, yeah. Which I'm sure you're going to succeed with your tenacity yeah. and your commitment. But how many people are now f working with you? Are you still yes, we the have. sole employee of Mama Money? Or no, do you have now no have? We, have, we have we have a team of five. Okay, so you've now expanded yes, yes. their full-time, fully paid yes, five. Um, staff. Yes, yeah. and we are all women. And how did you go around selecting that, building most, that team? Most, most of them are people who, that we impacted uh, and they loved what we were doing. And we are saying, uh, we know you, you've worked with us, we've impacted you, come join us. So, so that's how we've been able to select the group of women we work with. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much, you. Thank you.